Hey everyone, welcome to Rockhound Talk Live. I am your host, Amber Nicole, and this is my co-host, Ben Korn. Welcome. Hey everyone. So, um, some interesting um, events or news that's come out recently. So we'll, we will be discussing that um, here shortly. Ben, how have you been? I've been good, really busy moving. Um, it's one of those things you don't really realize how many rocks you have until you try to find something in a bunch of boxes that are all labeled and then you're trying <laughs> to find something that's, it's a little daunting at times, but no, it's going good. How are you? I'm doing well, doing well. I'm actually heading out to New York tomorrow. So I'm going to be taking my daughter and nephew, um, which are two kids that really got me, um, not, oh, my daughter got me started, but the two kids that I have taken along with me on most of my rock hounding um, adventures over the years. So I'm excited to introduce them to some hard rock mining. So I'm, it's going to be fun. Nice. Um, I see that you finally uh, emptied out your apartment. <laughs> yes, I, I am here in my almost empty apartment. So yeah, I'm, I'm sitting at my office right now, which is uh a big task but a fun one so i'm hoping for the next episodes i'll be in an office and i can have nice decorations and it'll be it'll be really nice i'm really looking forward to having you know space for an office uh, yeah. rock cleaning stations all that stuff that you just don't get when you're in an apartment yeah yeah for sure i'm sure you'll definitely appreciate that um it looks like we've got looks like a jay shaw said hi um, welcome to the show, Jay. Glad you could join us tonight. Or I, not tonight. Gosh, we're so used to doing it at night. I should say today. <laughs> this is our yeah, first this afternoon. Early show. Yeah, we're we're a little bit earlier since we've got uh, international guest on tonight. Yes, yes. Um, so why don't you start with your news that you wanted to share with us? Yeah, I know we like to talk about things that go on in the rock hounding world. Um, someone tipped me off. Um, just a few days ago that there is a new law that was passed uh, by the legislature in Montana and was just signed into law by the governor that as of July 1st, if you are on any Montana state lands that are not state parks, so uh, wildlife management areas, fishing access sites, um, those are really big rock hounding sites, um, areas that people like to do, you know, especially for Montana agates. Um, you need a conservation license to use the land. Um, in the past, you only needed a conservation license if you were hunting or fishing, but now you need a conservation license to just do any recreational activity. So whether it's walking a dog, bird watching, rock hounding, um, if you're at a fishing access site, launching a boat, um, if you're hiking along in a wildlife management area, all of those, you need a conservation license. So the good news is it's only $10 and it covers for the full year. Um, they're frequently asked questions for this year says that they aren't going to ticket anyone. They're actually just going to say, hey, do you have this? If not, here's a reminder that you're going to need to get this um, since this all is sort of a, a new thing. But anyone that is not a resident of Montana um, is $10. I think it's like $8 or something like that if you're a resident. But um, so that's something new if you're going to Montana and you like, I know that a lot of the access spots on the river are popular for agates. So yeah. um, you'll need to get a, a conservation license now to do that in Montana. 
Yeah, totally. Thanks for sharing that because I mean, that's important to know for, um, I mean, you're going out there to explore and you don't live in the area. I mean, that's something you definitely want to make sure that you have. Um, so there's not going to be any kind of, um, kind of requirements beyond the, the license. Like you don't have to like be doing any kind of special research. Like for example, here in Ohio, if you want to rock hound, um, on any state land, like state parks or anything like that, you have to have a permit and you could only get a permit if you are in a like special group, if you're a, like a geologist that's doing research, that kind of thing. So right. it's not like the everyday layman can go and get, you know, a permit. So is there any kind of restrictions with that? Or is it just, for, you know, just get the license or the, yeah, the license and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's interesting too. Um, you know, we always say know the laws where you're going. So like in Minnesota, um, you know, state parks, you cannot collect, you know, period. Okay. Yeah. Um, but for example, in Montana, you can actually collect in a state park. Um, you, you do have to pay the day use fee for the state park. Um, oh, okay. And it is, um, you know, in Montana, the high water mark of the river is considered the public waterway. So okay. you are allowed to be, um, on the river, you know, in those parts, um, people, I know I, I took a group of Minnesotans out to, um, Montana a couple of years ago, we went to a state park and everyone was super nervous and we actually ran into a park ranger there and he said, Oh, you go down to the river to collect agates, you know, blah, blah. Okay. You know, have fun. So it's, you know, it varies wherever you're going, but for this new law, um, it's only certain areas. It's only, you know, if it's a private land, you don't need anything. It's just, they, they want people that are using the state recreation areas to have some money so that they can go into maintaining um, those, you know, access roads and um, latrines and different things that they have there. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. Um, and you, you said you had, you had some. Yeah, 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 yeah. Too. Yeah. So um, I didn't memorize the article, so it'll be bits and pieces there. But so it just came out a few days ago that they found the oldest glacier. It's in uh, Southern Africa. Um, at some point, obviously when Pangea, Southern Africa was closer to the Southern, the South Pole um, glaciers, obviously. And so how they found um, evidence that this is the newest, oldest glacier was they found under the largest gold deposit in the world, um, Underneath that, they found um, glacier moraine or moraine. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Moraine. Yep, okay. moraine. Yeah. Yeah. They found it there um, underneath and, you know, the dating of the rocks and everything. They have discovered that this is now the oldest um, glacier that now that we have, you know, previous, the previous one is no longer the oldest. So um, right. it was just interesting to read about. Um, and the fact that I didn't know that, you know, where the largest gold deposit was at, it was even there so it was it was interesting to to read um if anyone's interested into that um i don't sorry i don't have the um reference but i can certainly put it in into the um into the link of the show later great yeah so um because of this being an, an early show there aren't as many viewers so i was gonna uh there's not any questions right now we should probably just bring on our guests you think yeah yeah do you want to go ahead and uh introduce yeah. them 
Yes. So tonight's guest is Moha Mazain, and he is a Moroccan fossil and rock hound um, and um, has had some pretty incredible finds and achievements that he will share with us um, as well as our journey. So welcome, Moha. I am here. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Good, good. Um, how's the weather over there? Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, extremely hot. You know, it's uh, getting like forty-five degrees today. That's, that's Celsius a, for Celsius, anyone. Yeah. Celsius, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's that's very hot. I can say, yeah. as an as as a nurse, I only. In in my field, I only need to know, you know, around 38, because um, that's when a, so a human has a fever. So I know 38 is is over 100. So if you're at 45, I mean, that's got to be really hot. <laughs> yes, <laughs> very very hot. You know, you can't you can't stay outside during the the day. You know, we we just work in shade and staying home all the day until uh, the the sunset and then so we go outside yeah so when i was talking to moha we often we we speak with our guest um before the show and i was speaking to moha the other day and what was interesting in our conversation was that so many of us here over in the states especially those of us who live up north um our rock hounding season is like you know sometimes march but mostly like april may to like october and it's like the opposite for for moha um <laughs> they rock hound in the winter well and i don't know if it's really winter for them but they they rock hound in the opposite season as us um and yeah like yeah, I, uh, november september until march or something you said yeah we we rock hound uh, from uh october until uh, may okay okay it's it's yeah. the season but you know when uh, from june july august it's so hot you can't go outside hunting fossils so we do some uh, work of cleaning fossils preparation and stuff like that in the shade that's and that's it. kind of what we do in the winter so yeah. that's that's gets really it was really cool just to kind of learn the you know yeah. we have opposite kind of schedules um annually so yeah. um moha tell us a bit about how you got started into collecting fossils and or minerals okay so uh i'm uh, first i have to answer this myself for the for the crowd you know watching i'm uh, muhammad zan a fossil hunter from morocco the southeastern part of Morocco, and I hunt fossils all in the area from the the Paleozoic era, and uh, you know the, it, how I get into the fossils because my father was a fossil digger. He dig fossils since the sixties, so when I, I go to school and come back. And uh, my father came back also from, from work and bring back some fossils like ammonites and small trilobites. So it was like 
toys for me. I, I used to play with them. So then I like the morphology of uh, the fossils. When, 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 when it's vacation, uh, we go outside. Uh, with the, I go with my father to, to collect fossils because they just are lying on the ground. Uh, and I remembered first fossils I collected. It was a small um, trilobite. Uh, I, I go every day with with my dad, and I collect uh, a dozen of pieces. So and I put them in my pocket, going back home, and I use them like toys and playing them, counting them. So uh, after time, and then go to discover other fossils because. Uh, we live in a very rich area with fossils. Uh, you can uh, find the trilobites, ammonites, crinoids, even dinosaur fossils within within uh, like thirty miles. You know, yeah. That's so cool. yeah. So. Yes. Um, so um, with that too, so we were talking about laws and rules for um, some of the rocks here. Do you have certain laws and rules for collecting fossils like on private land or government land, or do you need permits? What, what do you need to do that there? Uh, in Morocco, it's, it's different because we, it's all, the most of the, the, the quarries and the fields are public. So, Everyone can go collecting, digging. You just have to respect the, the people around because it's kind of small communities, small villages. They, they work just around either with the dino fossils, ammonites, and, or trilobites. So everyone can, can dig and hunt fossils here. It's, it's no problem. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. So when you were younger, your, you know, your father got you into this. And so have you been um, hunting and collecting since you were younger? Mm. Or did you have a period where you went away from it and came back or? Mm, actually, it's, you know, when I was a child, it's just like, uh, I considered them just like toys and uh, to play with them. Then, okay. Then then the patient started by finding more and more with my father. And uh, I, when I found something, I don't know, because my father, he, he doesn't know too much in fossils. So he knows the, the, the very common ones like ammonites and trilobites. And yeah, so uh, me, I, I do some work. Searches and uh, looking for the books on on the internet to learn about the fossils, the names, the species, the ages, and because the, every fossils is telling us a story. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Nice. And so now, um, so you know, you started collecting and learning more about them, and now 
you have gotten to the point where you guide others in the field to find them. And then also you sell some of your specimens as well. So this has become like a full-time job for you. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, yes, it's correct. Yeah. I, it's now it's full-time job for me, collecting fossils, guiding, guiding uh, trips for uh, people who are interested to collect fossils. And I'm selling also my finds uh, in fossils. Yeah, that's what, uh, what I do as a job and, uh, and I love it. Yeah. So I'm so curious about your, your fossil field guiding that you do. Um, how does one get to have that opportunity to, you know, go out and collect with you? Do you have like, you know, a service that you offer like on, on online, you know, like if somebody's watching this show and they want to come to Morocco and have you as a guide, how would one go about that? Uh, so for, for, uh, doing tri trips of field trips, collecting or digging or just, uh, touring, I arrange, uh, geological, uh, tours for people. It depends always on their interest and, uh, time and, uh, budget, you know, because uh, there is some people who are in, uh, uh, interested interested in such kind of fossils and there is some people who die just want to discover all the fossils in the area so for, for everybody who is interested in 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 going into a tour with me you can contact me on my from my my website you know okay. I will yeah nice very nice. Um, so what is your favorite find that you have, you know, collected? Mm, uh, my favorite find, it was a uh, uh, new shark species I, I discovered three years ago. So it was, I didn't even know it's, it's a, a, a shark fossils because it's, it's like divided into like a hundred, hundred piece. You don't know right. uh, the exact fossils. So I collect it uh, with the help of uh, a very close friend to me, who is uh, Christian Klug, is a curator um, at University of Zurich. And I want to thank him very, very much for helping me to to uh, describe these amazing finds that I'm proud of. Yeah. So, um, so, oh, so sorry, how, how did you how did you find out how did you find out that it was a new species and it wasn't something that anyone's found before? Uh, did they okay, did they do it like a comparison or a test or how how did you, how do you find out that it's new? Actually, it's my my friend uh, Christian who find out that by his uh, his uh, knowledge and his uh, actually has uh, he's a curator in in the University of Zurich. He does a lot of studies about about uh, fossils in our area since since when he was a, a PhD student. So he discovered that 
something that is not common in the in the discovered uh, sharks which is like uh, very detailed even soft uh, soft part of the the, the body of the, of the shark it, it was a pre well preserved yeah and it, it, the the fast the, the shark has has large large uh, large nasal uh, he can smell he can smell that means that he can smell uh, more than the other sharks uh, do so it, which is a new thing to discover in 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 the sharks uh, that are living in the earth since uh, million of years ago it was actually like three three hundred sixty million uh, years yes the age of the, of the shark which is a uh, feminine age. Yeah. So I seen a picture. Oh. I seen a picture of the actual fossils and I seen how they were laid out and you can see the outline of, yeah. of, of, of the little tiny pieces, like you said, and it looks like a shark. But what's yeah. so incredible to me is that you were able to find all those little tiny pieces, put them together, and then you see the shape of the shark. It's 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 incredible. Yeah, it's it's the most hard work for a paleontologist when you 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 glow back the the pieces of kind of huge fossils together. You know, you have to to gather them to put numbers and. To be careful when you are uh, excavating, not to lose any tiny pieces. So it is very interesting to keep all the pieces, even even it, it looks weird in the, in the field. But when you you preparing the fossils, it's it's very important to have all the all the pieces together. Yeah, and so how long did that take you? like to find i guess not how i, I guess two questions how long okay. did it take you to find the pieces and then how long did it take you to know where to put them uh you know it, it depends because uh, when i when i found the the shark it was actually by chance because i was looking for other fossils and i ended up finding that 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 huge shark so i stayed days and days excavating that that uh, that fossil fossil so i put every every pieces every piece and with numbers and taking a lot of pictures then then wrapping them and take uh, them home to gather them to make some glow and the preparation it's process of cleaning, preparation, gluing, and many things to do to get the fossil very clear and to know all the parts. And maybe you need someone to help you sometimes because it's a work of, of patience. If, if you, you are not used to that, you, you can't do that work. I, I, I did the first time and I, I find uh, fossils like that with uh, too much pieces. 
it took me a time and I, I work all the day and then I, I, I never I never uh, finish it so I let it uh, maybe a week after that and I come back to to gather it uh, carefully so oh, that's uh, very hard work I say yeah it sounds like uh so just how far did you have to dig to start to see this fossil was it was part of it already exposed was it deep you know underneath ground what what was the the conditions when you found it uh the shark was actually founded in, in the shale it was not so deep it's like the five five feet deep to find uh, this it's it was not so deep but it what what is uh, what is very hard in excavating that is uh, broken into small pieces you know you have to to be careful yeah 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 with that it, it's not a question of of hardness of the 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 the, the, the rock you know but but it's it's the work it's a work of, of uh, patience you know you have yeah. to to collect and, and, pieces like this and put it put them together to get and a lot a lot of fossils in shale are very fragile so yeah. you know you you break that shale shale and you're breaking fossil too so i yeah, imagine you had to be very careful is, is yeah. that where you find do you find most of your fossils in shale is that where you look yes uh, yes it's um based on feminine age it's geological period uh, which is dated 300 around 360 million years so i found this is where i'm based and i i mostly uh, hunt fossils like uh crying weeds which is which 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 is the the fossil i was looking for and i ended up with finding that shark it's a kind of very rare crying weeds and I have I have a piece here. Oh, nice! And that's a crinoid, right? Yes, that's a crinoid. Yeah. It's, and it's it's the same it's the same age as as uh, the um, the the shark fossil. Yeah. So we had a question actually from sure. um, Mike. Hi, Mike. Glad you could join us. Um, yeah. Could you answer that there? Do you see it there on the screen, the question? Oh, oh yes, yes. He's large. Uh, are those large scaphocrinids, crinoids from Celerin in your... Uh, yes, yes. It's in my area, yes. It's, 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 uh, it's uh, different a little bit from the, the actual crinoid I, I showed you right now. And it's my in my area, I, I, it's... It's like uh, ten miles, ten miles different between the the the, the, the two, uh, two different species where we found them. Okay. Yeah. And, and actually, and actually, the the scaphocrinids is very common here in in Morocco. Is the most common crinoid to find in Morocco. Now those ones that you're those crinoids that Mike was mentioning is it from the is the air is the period Cerulean or is it Devonian? It, it's uh, the crinoids is is Silurian period. Or Silurian, okay. 
and the, and the, 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 this one which called the Morocco Carinus, it's uh, it's Devonian uh, Devonian age. The one that you showed us was Devonian. Yes. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Very nice. And, and I found also uh, ammonites, different spe species of ammonites, uh, uh, orchocons, and uh, brachypods, and uh, trilobites also. Uh, trilobites, uh, Morocco is known by by uh, trilobites all over the world. The, uh, people comes to to dig and to get uh, trilobites here in Morocco because, as I, I told you from the beginning, uh, the, the most of quarries are uh, public. You know, everyone can go digging, and uh, they can pick up some finds. Yeah, and it's it's okay, you know, no problem. That that's awesome. Like I, it's encouraging to hear that because I would love to <laughs> definitely oh, yeah. definitely yeah. want to come there sometime. Um, With, you are very welcome. Oh, nice, nice. Mm -hmm. That looks fun. Yeah, so Tell this... us a bit about this picture. Ah, uh, the photo is um showing some of my my fossils finds and some minerals too uh, uh, with with my friends uh, and uh, we 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 had a nice trip collecting fossils uh, dinosaur fossils and we get also to the mine to to pick up some crystals Nice. That looks is like a lot the, of fun. Is that the vanadinite? Uh, the vanadinite. It's it's uh, the with the red crystals. It's uh, the in the pictures. The guy on the guy uh, with the hat is holding a vanadinite. As you can see, it's it's red with the buried kind of white uh, minerals. Yeah. The, I see. the 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 plate, the guy with the red uh, cap is holding a species of of uh, trilobite which which is called Selenopeltis. It's it's Ordovician age. Okay, and, yeah. And I'm holding a piece of red quartz and a hematite. Yeah, the guy, yeah. The guy on the on the right is is uh, is uh, holding some manganese and quartz and uh, so all these are my personal finds from the area uh, either fossils uh, crystals uh, and and much more stuff that's fantastic <laughs> so how how far do you have to go to find all of this is this like next next to where you live so it's only you know 10 minutes away uh it's it's uh, for the for the for the minerals it's like um, 30 minutes drive from home and the 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 fossils are not so so far away just like 10 minute drive from home you you can just go around the the the, the outcrops and uh, collect the fossils that they are just lying on the 
on the, on the surface. That's incredible. Wow. That's uh, very, you're very fortunate to have, you know, that opportunity to live right there. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, I have a, a fossil also to show you here. So it's a trilobite. Yeah. Look at that. Oh boy. Look how big that is. <laughs> that's incredible. Oh my gosh. It's, I, you know, the, the cleaning is like, is it when you find them? I mean, are they clean like that, or do you have to yeah. put a lot of work? No, this 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 one is is uh, uh, it's requiring a preparation. You know, it's because it's preserved because it was in inside the the the, the rack, as you see, with the details, and we can actually find some very preserved one just lying on the surface because with the with the weathering they get eroded so when it's when when uh, to find this actually it's it's broken broken the piece is broken here mm -hmm. it's broken so yeah. when it, it's it's broken you, you can see we can see the fossil in section we can see the fossil in section and then we glue it back together then start preparation with the with the air air air, air, air riser and the uh, sand blaster and the stuffs with the uh, pneumatic tools so to get this this fossil lens actually it takes uh, like to prepare this one it takes like four hours four hours of preparation wow it's it's not it's not uh, very hard to to prepare because it doesn't have spines which makes trilobite diff, the, the, the hard to to prepare and this one it, it it's not it's not a spiny one so it's easy to to be prepared so wait a minute so, so you're saying four hours is e is an easy clean yes wow <laughs> <laughs> That's that's some dedication. <laughs> so so we had a, a question from Mike here. Um, he was asking okay. if you prepare the fossils on site. I guess kind of on that too. What do you do when you find them? Do you do something to start to prep them when you find them in the in the field? When when uh, when uh, we found them in the field, we we uh, as I told you, we we broke the rock. It's the 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 the, the block the matrix. We broke it into pieces and the, the, the fossils it's inside. When we see the section of the fossils, then we we glue it back together and start start uh, preparing it from 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 above it's like, like this. You have to remove to now because the people here uh, they know very well the, the shape of the, the trilobites and fossils, so they are caring about the details not to damage the, the fossils it's it's the same process for uh, the selenopeltis and, and and do you do that yourself or do you have a bunch of friends or family that that do I, that as well uh, i i from time to time i do preparation but i have i mostly have friends my friend who did the, the preparation because you can do hunting and preparing fossils at, at the same time you know because it takes time to stay uh, preparation fossils 
so you don't have the, the, the chance to go to the field to collect them. But from times uh, like now in the summer time, because of the heat, I stay home and prepare some, some uh, of my finds. Yeah, and I will show you more fossils I have here. Oh, wow. Is that an ammonite? Yeah, this is a gonitite. How, how big uh, do the ammonites you find get? Because I've seen some really huge ammonites. Do they get very big? Uh, actually, I found the, the big one. I found it was like uh, 50, 50, 50 centimeters. 50 centimeters. Okay. Because okay, so that's, that's almost, almost 20 inches. Yes, but because in Devonian we don't find the very large ammonites comparing to other periods like Jurassic and Triassic, and we we don't find very big ones. But what I like in Devonian is the the the, the details and the the sutures. You see the different colors and different sutures. Yeah, that's really pretty. Yeah, it's pretty. Mm. No. And do you, do you one, polish them? This, this one is only it's it's clean. I don't I don't polish. I I'd lo I love to keep them in in their rough uh, shape. You know, I don't like polishing yeah. as uh, the most of people are doing here is to polish the the fossils. So. When we polish them, we they lose their their shape and uh, yeah, and this is my favorite one. Oh yeah! Oh, look at the lines in there! Wow! It's really dark too. Wow! It, it's criminalized into into uh, hematite. Ah! Mm. Very cool. That's yeah. incredible! Wow! Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's exciting yeah and and it's be it's very big this one is very big because we, i mostly find them in small small they comes always small like one inch and even less less than one inch but this one is is my favorite one in in shape and in size also wow do you do any fossil collecting outside of Morocco? Um, no, I never did any fossil collecting. I'm only collecting in Morocco. Yeah. And actually in such southeastern part of Morocco, which is very rich with the kind of fossils, because here what makes it uh, very easy to, to find fossils because there is no vegetations to, to hide the, the, the fossils. You can't just keep your eyes on the ground and then uh, you will end up finding uh, several pieces in just a few, few minutes. But now it's starting to get over because people, they are collecting since the 70s, 80s, you know. You have, yeah. to, you have always to, to find new places and your spots to to collect fossils yeah we we understand that quite a bit we i mean it seems it's it really interesting for me to see how the similarities are and just some of the experiences that we have and 
in different areas. And we have the same thing over here where, you know, you've got people who've been collecting, you know, since the 60s, 70s, uh, you know, even beyond. But um, and then, you know, you have the popularity of the hobby and then it gets to the point where, you know, you just have to go. Whoops. Sorry. You have to go. You have to go. And did you hear anything I said? It, you cut out when whatever, I didn't whatever out. fell over. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, my computer. Yeah. Was um, okay. You have to go and find um, new areas and a lot, like, for example, you know, if we're collecting on the lakeshore um, and it's a, a popular public area, you know, most people will stay in this vicinity. And so we have to maybe walk two miles away, you yeah. know, to go find stuff because most people don't want to walk that far, that kind of thing. So we, you know, we have to get creative and find new places as well. So just an interesting parallel that we have. Yeah, yeah, yes. That, that's what, what I'm doing, you know. I'm always uh, into new spots and new fields to find the new, new fossils because uh, what I'm in, into is to find the new species always when you find something that no one has ever found so it's it's uh, it's my my yeah yeah it means like you've already found one on your own it's like you got to find another one right yes yeah you never you never stop looking for for new stuff and yeah. yeah so you you do guiding as well where you take people to find fossils yeah uh, uh, you have have you had people from all over the world then come to to look for fossils yes yes they they come people from our, uh, all over the world to look for fossils and i arrange uh, tours for them to go and enjoy enjoy what i'm doing and finding uh, finding fossils by their own own staffs and enjoying that and i'm taking them into the most interesting places to find the fossils because here there is fossil formations in the area for there is a famous formation for dino fossils which is called the cam cam beds formation i don't know if you know you have ever heard about that but it's very important place to to for a paleontologist all over the world they come to find the dinosaur fossils like the 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 spinosaur have you heard about spinosaur no it's yeah and I've, I've heard it i see they, they sell a lot of um like spinosaur like fossils i've seen in a lot of stores yes they, they, they this kind of fossils comes from my area and it's it's very, very interesting stuff. So the, the place is a kind of, of reed beds with, with uh, tunnels, the fossil diggers and um, uh, people working around, they make tunnels uh, to, to excavate the, 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 the fossils, either uh, teeth, vertebrate, uh, fossil fragment and uh, more stuffs to find here in 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 Cam Cam, and there is also a formation for uh, the trilobites, which is uh, Isomer Isomer is the the most famous trilobite formation 
So people, when they ask me for, for digging trilobites, I take them to the, that place for, because there is a high chance to find the trilobites and it's easy comparing to other places. And uh, there is also a spot for uh, ammonites which is Maider, Maider uh, formation, Maider Basan actually. And people go there to collect uh, ammonites, gunitites, and much more stuff just lying on, 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 the, on the surface. Wow. So, so the, the people, they have only asked me about their interest and, and the, the time they have, the budget, so I can. I can arrange a um, trip for them, uh, starting from their, their interests. Uh, speaking of that, if you feel comfortable sharing, um, J uh, Joshua asked wants to know how much you charge for your tours. If you are willing to share that, uh, for for the for the pricing of uh, for the tours, it, it depends on the, on the places and on the, 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 the how many days do you want to to go to go finding fossils actually depends on on, on season you know sometimes the, the 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 prices it's going up and down so um, i can't give you like uh, an idea about the pricing for a day i charge like like, like 200 bucks a day for 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 one person in uh, included the, the including the transportation food the hotel guiding and everything but it can go high up to three three hundred bucks on can go down to 150 120 bucks depends on the on the season Just so so you include like housing with that yes that's incredible. Like you're like a one-stop shop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, wait, sign me up right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah we, we had a question then too. Um, so if people are interested to, to get there, what, what would be the easiest way to get there? Like what would be the closest airport? The closest airport it's uh where's that, from here it's where's that where's that, that airport? But the, the most famous one is Marrakesh. Is, is Marrakesh, if you want to book your flight from where you live, you just book to, from your place to Marrakesh, Morocco. Then we can pick up you uh, from wherever you arrive, your arrival is. Yeah. That's so cool. Wow. You've got a really good thing going. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> At one point. Um, yes. It's not probably going to happen now because I my dreams are always changing. But at okay. one point, my dream was um, to do something similar like that. I wanted to um, get a um, a tour bus, and I wanted to do um, continental like from, you know, starting Canada through the U.S. to Mexico, like a two-week uh, excursion um, and have rock hounds, you know, we would go uh, t take tour bus. We would have, you know, contracts with hotels on the way, and we would stop at private 
locations like private mines or people who own um just you know oh. their land land their claims and you know go rock hounding and i wanted to do that offer that service um to people here and i mean you're doing something very similar um and it, i think that's oh. so cool that's, that's so cool. A, that, that's a very good idea. You know, you will uh, people. I'm sure people will uh, will like that, and then we we will he, they will join you for your. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it was it was a once idea that I had, and I'm always changing things. And you know, right now I'm on this path with the podcast, but um, it was a similarity that what you're doing, and I think that's so cool because. You know, a lot of people don't have the resources to get in contact with locations and know who to get in contact to. And then, you know, put all the pieces together, like transportation and lodging and all of that. So the fact that you have this kind of all-inclusive package is like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Good oh, yeah. for you. Yeah, because it, it, it took me a lot of time to, to, to know places, to know people around yeah. they are, where they are working. And uh, the places I, I have to go to, and uh, the places I don't have to go to, so it's it's kind of uh, of routine, you know. Sometimes you you get good spots. Sometimes you end up finding nothing interesting. Yeah, yeah. And so now you know where to you know where to go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. that's awesome. That's yeah. great. You know, so, I, oh, I, I was just going to say, so when, when you take people out, um, I know you've said some you find on the surface. Do you have any tools that you use? For, for uh, tools I use, I'm, I'm only using uh, a rack pickup, pickup hammer. That's what, what I'm using. And maybe, maybe a scale for the fossils. But uh, I'm always using my hand uh, as a scale for fossils because it's very interesting to... to to mention always uh, the size of, of your finds and maybe some uh, paper to wrap and some uh, Google's protective Google's to keep your, your, to keep your safety first as we do always. For the people I'm hosting, tourists are included. The, the tools are included in the, in the price. I, yes, I give everyone the app. Uh, a rack pickup, gloves, everything you need in, in the field to, to pick up. If you want to pick up some stuff, to wrap it and the boxes, everything it's included in on, on the tour. Um, it looks like Mike, you had asked um, if he's also a fossil dealer to buy prepared fossils from. Yes, he does sell um, his um, finds and he prepares them. So yes, absolutely. And he has got some incredible ones, let me tell you. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, and I, I put the link there too. He does have some on his website. If you're looking to buy fossils, um, there's yes. a, a link to the website. Um, which, by the way, can you tell us how to say the? It's a really long name. How do you say the name of that shark? It, it's called Magribo Silash. It's 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 two words together. Magribo, Magribo. It's it's more refers to Morocco, Morocco Silash. Mm -hmm. It's cloud, cloudo silash, cloudo silash. It's the species of the of the of the of the shark. So it's two words together: magribo silash, 
Muhammad Zan. So Muhammad Zan is my name with an I I at the end to refer yeah. to my name. That's so cool. Oh my gosh. So have, so have people have have has anyone found any more of your species or has there only been the one that you found? It's only the one I found and no one uh have found uh, any until now. Maybe in the future someone will find it, but I'm very happy to find it to discover it uh, for the first yeah. time yeah the first and only like that's special <laughs> was there any other questions i'm just i think we almost answered them all here let's see um it looks like mike had asked and i think we kind of briefly touched this um he says is there a mountain where the trilobites are found like what is the terrain and, and what you're where you're oh, finding? okay yeah yes i will i will show you uh, yeah I, I, i'm sending you a pictures okay the illustration, yes, of what it did. It's an awfully different looking uh, shark. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. They look in comparing to the actual sharks. It looks uh, very different, you know? Yeah, kind of almost like a hammerhead a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that is so cool. Like, look at that. Oh, my gosh. That's like a, a like a lifetime find. Wow. That's so cool. Was there anything else, Moha, that you wanted to share with us? Um, uh, um, I sent you some pictures of the mountains. Okay. Is there a mountain range? Is there a name? The mountains called uh, Isomer. I will write it down, the, the, the name of the mountains where we find trilobite. Isomer formation. This is the uh, the article um, out of the Swiss Journal of Paleontology. Um, if you're interested in looking more, uh, Christian Klug is the lead author of it. Um, there's a bunch yeah. of other authors on this, but it's called Broad Snout Cladosalation with Sensory Specialization at the Base of Modern Crondicrithians. I'm not sure I pronounced any of that right. It's always uh, complicated to pronounce the scientific names of species because it's always uh, like uh, more than two, three syllables to, to find the, its name of the place. It's mostly the name of the place and the person who discovered it and the, 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 the family of the, of the fossils, mostly the, the fossils, how the fossils get uh, the names yeah and, and moha did send in it is the isomore formation yes is, is where they're found yeah the trilobite is from the isomer isomer formation as i write it down it's very famous and do you do you know how many how many different species of trilobites do you find uh me uh personally i have find uh, over over 30 species of trilobites from 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 uh, the 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 devonian the trilobites here it's in the area it's mostly devonian and ordovician uh, right, okay. it's, it's, it's somewhere is 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 a formation is not a city it's just mountains where we find the trilobites the closest city is is uh, Warzazat. Warzazat is the closest city. But if you want to book your flight, as I said, you book Marrakesh because it's it's uh, the, the 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 flights are 
there is more flights to Marrakesh than the other uh, aeroports in, in, in Morocco. It's very famous. And then we can pick up you uh, from the, the aeroport if you are interested in, 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 a, in a fossil trip. Was there anything else that you'd like to share with us, Maha? To what to share with you is I'm very, very happy to, to, to join you here on the post podcast and share my story with you. And I hope you, everybody likes uh, what, what I do. And if there is any question or anything about my thoughts and my things, you just feel free to ask me and put any question. I'm here for you. And, and you have uh, uh, Instagram too, is that right? Yes. Yes. And, and his Instagram has some gorgeous photos. Uh, I mean, you just flip through it and you're just in awe. I mean, and, and the, from the fossils to the minerals, a lot of gorgeous minerals as well. So definitely yeah, and, worth a look. And uh, Mo Moha's Instagram is his name. So Moha uh, Mazane Moha. is, is yes. the uh, Instagram handle. Yes. yes. Mike is asking if uh, he heard about the, the Dratops, which is a species of trilobites. And I confirm that is coming from, from Isumar, is from the same locality. Well, thanks everyone for the great questions tonight. We've yes. had some really good questions. Yes. And um, so we'll go ahead and we'll conclude the show. Thank you, Moha for joining us. It's been a pleasure. And um, thank you to the guests that are watching. And we'll see you guys um, in two weeks. Well, no, is it two weeks? It's, we're now we're kind of halfway yeah. into the week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're thrown off. But our, our next episode will be on Wednesday, our, our normal day on uh, July 26th at nine o'clock Eastern with the um, Royal Peacock Mine. So We'll be yes. talking with them. Um, they're located in Nevada in the Virgin Valley. If you don't know where that is, I've actually been there myself. And they have some pretty spectacular pieces that they found there. So we will learn more about how they got started and what they found there on the 26th at 9 o'clock. Yes. Oh. So, thank oh, yes. Were you going to say something? I'm very curious to, to watch the next podcast to see. Uh, I'm always into new minerals, new fossils and new spots so it's always a pleasure to to discover and to watch people uh, digging and uh, collecting different uh, fossils and minerals all over the world yes yes and thank you we'll we will conclude with that thank you moha i'll see you later with a pleasure thank you so much have a yes. great peace out everyone bye thank everyone you.